Weekly Laws Podcast, episode number 254. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No, reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop! Do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Party in a Podcast known as The Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we have a very easy tonight, Stephanie. I know. Ooh, what was that? I don't know. That sounded odd. Yeah. Hey, anyway, uh, yes, we have a very easy evening because tonight is going to be a normal, regular length podcast episode for those listening live and for those of you but listening. But we've already done half of it. But we've already done half the work ahead right. of time. A uh, couple uh, big things here we want to let you know is uh, make sure that you stick around for the second half of tonight's episode, which is going to be an interview that Stephanie and I did just the other day with Neil Hopkins. Now, before I'm not even going to tell you who Neil Hopkins is because uh, I am going to give you a slight spoiler warning and and it's not really a spoiler warning, but um, if you don't like to know what character might show up in a future episode, then if that if you consider that to be a spoiler, um, then then you won't want to listen to or find out who Neil Hopkins is. And uh, and 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 whether or not he may or may not be coming back to a particular episode in the near future to an episode near you. Yeah, to an episode near you. So here's here's the here's the situation. I'm going to reserve our interview for later in the show back when we can tell you, you know, hey, if you don't even like to know who's coming up in an episode, don't listen after this point. So with that, with that being said, we are going to move on to another very important piece of news in the world of Lost. Stephanie, they just extended I know this finale that's coming up by an additional 30 minutes. I know. How awesome is it this? It is so cool. I mean, this is going to take us now, I think, until, is it 1130? Or It'll what? be until 1130. Wow. Right. Yeah. And then there's an so so basically this thing's going to start at nine o'clock. Right. And Lost will not go off until eleven thirty in the evening. And then there's an hour long Jimmy Kimmel with right. uh the first ever group everybody all group together interview, right, everybody interview together. on 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 Kimmel. This so is like amazing. the local news knows not to like mess with that, right? They're I not certainly gonna pop their so. heads up, are they? Well, I mean it's a Sunday evening. I don't think you have a normal local well, they, news. Yeah, from they still 11. have eleven news. Yeah. Well they won't on dude, if if WCPO <laughs> <laughs> if if they if they cut away from law so that they can show the eleven o'clock news on right. a Sunday night, uh, people are going to be in an uproar. Oh, th- I think right. I think it would start a riot. I think it might. Anyway, uh, we may actually have WCPO at the party. That would be cool. That we're we're talking yeah. with them and and seeing if they're going to be able to arrange uh, coverage for the party. But anyway, it's going to be exciting stuff. And uh, so yeah, an entire evening. It just gets longer and longer. Before we know it. 
by the time the 23rd rolls around, which is, by the way, just around the corner, um, you know, I, th- I think we'll probably have lost. It'll go off at three in the morning. I think that'd be awesome. Anyway. <laughs> okay. No, that's, that's a little bit too much. It's a little bit um, too much. I'm thinking, I think that, that Kim will start at 12, though. Like the, the news will be in between Lost and Jimmy. You think they'll go? I don't. I hope not. I do. I hope it, well, I, I hope I, you're I wrong. Because so, he normally starts at like 12.05, I think. Okay. Or wait. Or 12.30. Well, he's normally not on on Sunday nights, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah. I do think that the Lost or that, that well. the news will be on in between. Well, this is a problem because but I already had us, uh, we, you know, we had, we already reser- had to extend. We've already, yeah, we ha- originally had the restaurant reserved until midnight. I've, I've just had it pushed back to 1230. I don't know that we can get on to push it back again until one o'clock in the morning. I don't know either. I don't know. I, geez. we're all going to have to rush to our places to, to watch Jimmy Kimmel. We'll, 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 we'll see who has the biggest room at the hotel. <laughs> there you go. Run, 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 run. <laughs> well, we'll have 30 uh, minutes to get up there. But. Oh, you know what? They said that we can catch, yeah, we can catch Kimmel in our rooms or yeah. something. So, so we'll, we'll all head to somebody's room and, and so now you and we'll I, we're staying there Sunday night. Right? Yeah. They can come watch Kimmel in our room. All 75 people. <laughs> maybe maybe no i'm kidding yes uh, absolutely however is, many people we could fit comfortably without breaking the fire hazard <laughs> that's how many people can come watch in our room that is that is hilarious yeah. so yeah anyway uh stephanie we have a couple bits and pieces here that i want to share uh to get us through before our special interview that we're going to play and uh, the first one comes from Bob, Bob Rose, I believe. And he left a comment on lostpodcast.com, which is our website. And he says, hey, Cliff, just a quick theory. And pardon me if this is the wrong place to put it. Uh, but what do you think are the chances are that Unlock is actually a genie? Obviously, Terry O'Quinn looks nothing like Barbara Eden. However, both seem to materialize out of smoke and claims to grant wishes. Check out this Wikipedia entry on genies. Anyway, apparently the notion of genies or jinns uh, figures into Islamic belief. According to Wikipedia, which I know isn't always a great source, the Islamic version of Satan or Shatan, uh, also known as Iblis, I think. Anyway, it was a genie who lived amongst the angels, but expelled for refusing to bow before Adam. Uh, After his rebellion, he was granted a respite to lead humans astray until the day of judgment. It goes on to say that Jin occasionally... That the Jin. That the Jin occasionally assume human form to mislead and destroy their human victims. In last week's episode, Jack tells Unlock... What bothers me is that I don't have any idea what the hell you are. And Unlock replies, sure you do. As if Jim should be, as if Jack should be familiar with what he is. And, you know, I kind of got that as well. Mm -hmm. I kind of felt that as well. And then, of course, he says here, that leads me to think that Unlock's true identity is going to be something most of us are familiar with. And that they may, and that may be a genie or it may be Satan or it may be both. And then he says, to quote Stone, the Stones song, Sympathy for the Devil, pleased to meet you, hope you guess my name, but what's puzzling you is the nature of my game. Sounds like unlock to me. I sure enjoy your podcast. Keep up the great work. It's an interesting theory. It is. All right. 
very good quote of the stones there too. <laughs> well, here's the here's the situation. I I I would be more apt to believe that he, when he says sure sure you know who who right. I am or what I am. What I am, right. You know, um I I believe I believe that it's going to come down to to the whole, you know, Satan and the you know, the whole, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not even making any guesses. I think that that's where they're going with. This. I don't know. This is the beginning of good and evil. This is the beginning, you know, that the island's kind of like this garden of Eden kind of thing. Right. I, I, that's, that's where I think it's going. Okay. Although I never thought of the genie thing. And I think it's very interesting. It's kind of cool. Stephanie, are you ready for the next call? I am so ready. Like I just, I had to restart the computer. So I just now got the, um, Show notes pulled yeah. up and, and I saw that it is next and I am so excited. Should I let the voicemail play first or should I set it up first? You set it up. I, okay. I want to hear how you set okay. this up because so I'm sure you've been thinking about this through your oh, head. Oh, I've been thinking exactly about Exactly how you're going to set okay. this up. Here's the thing is that the other day I was getting the kids ready for school and I hear Cliff in bed listening to this like he hasn't gotten up yet and he's listening to this voicemail and all I hear is... All I hear off of the voicemail is, Stephanie, how could you say that? And just no, because we're Cliff skater fans, I didn't hear Cliff. Okay, I'm all sorry. I, all I heard was Stephanie. Okay. Okay, that's that's the only part I heard. And then I, I hear something about how could you and and skater fans and um, Team Jacob. That That's all I heard. Now, okay, <laughs> I'm getting my kids ready for school. You need to know that I did not sit down and listen to the, the message in entirety. So I'm just, I'm getting my kids ready for school and, and I'm thinking about what I, what I had heard and I'm trying to put it together with what I remember saying on Tuesday night on the initial reaction. And so I'm going around and I'm like, well, how dare she say that? And how, and then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Cliff's the one who said that, not me. So why is she attacking me? I had nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. And I have to tell you that when you play, when you push play right now, it will be the first time that I've heard the message in entirety. But I was so quick to like defend myself in that like, I didn't say that Cliff did because I thought she was only talking to me. All right. Well, well, with that kind of setup How's here, that set up? that's a perfect setup. Okay. So here you, here you go. Here's the first of two calls okay. from our friend Melanie in Ohio. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Melanie from Ohio. I haven't caught in a couple weeks, but I wanted to call this week because, well, first off, I love the episode, but I was very upset after your, you know, after your initial, re, your initial, um, I'm sorry, your initial reaction. I can't talk. I'm so upset. Okay, so here's the situation, and I did allow myself to calm down, and I still love you guys. It's just, I'm, I was really upset. The <laughs> I did not do that on purpose. Only skater fans. <laughs> I totally still haven't heard this voicemail. I know. I'm gonna have to start that over. <laughs> okay, we apologize. <laughs> that okay. So here's the deal. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to undo all of the quick things because all I was gonna. I was trying to actually type into the chat room <laughs> to respond to Amy's message, and I forgot that I have all these keyboard shortcuts. Oh, that is so funny. So uh, anyway. Uh, by the way, by the way, since, since I totally messed it up, Melanie, trust me, we're getting right back to your call here in just a second. 
<laughs> but, but Amanda says the fun. The, I think the funniest thing is the fact that uh, Cliff checks his voicemail in bed. Oh, <laughs> so dude, I was, I, Amanda. I was just going to. If you only knew. I was just going to say, doesn't everyone? <laughs> no, just you. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, I love my iPad. Yes, you do. All right. Okay. Starting over from the beginning. Here's Melanie's call. Hi. Cliff and Stephanie, this is Melanie from Ohio. I haven't caught in a couple weeks, but I wanted to call this week because, well, first off, I love the episode, but I was very upset after your, you know, after your initial, your initial, um, I'm sorry, your initial reaction. I can't talk. I'm so upset. Okay. So here's the situation. And I did allow myself to calm down and I still love you guys. It's just, I'm, I was really upset. The first point I want to make is the idea that only only skater fans, which would be Tate and Sawyer fans, could like Sawyer and not feel Sawyer, not empathize with Sawyer. Um, that's this episode had nothing to do really with Kate and Sawyer. Um, well, except another point I'm going to bring up a little bit later, which is kind of very important. But the the element that I, you know, the element that I didn't understand is why, you know, you keep referring to just Sawyer fans as skater fans. We are not one and the same. I am not a skater fan. Kate can go up a creek as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and the second point I did want to make is that you guys left out a very integral piece of this episode that was mentioned at the beginning um, while they were in the cages. Okay, so Sawyer mentions to Kate, or someone mentions to Kate, that they can kill them because she was not on the list. Sawyer has seen this list, and from his perspective, that is correct. He thinks that she can die. Okay? So at this point, he, you know what? I understand he cares about everybody else, but at this point, you know, Kate has always been the one that's had his back, always has been the first person that he's connected to on the island. So, of course, he, not logically thinking, is going to take a bomb, take it off of its axis, and, you know, destroy the people. It just, you know, and he did not realize what was going to happen because of that. He was trying to protect, you know, he was going to take care of it. Maybe Jack thought none of them could die. Kate could have died, and Jack was wrong about that. And my third point on this is I just don't understand why everybody is going on and on about you know, he killed Jen, he killed Sun, he killed everybody. I loved Sun and Jen, too. I cried like a baby when I saw this episode. I really do care about them. I'm upset that Jin Yan does not have a parent. He's going to be, you know, she's going to be um, raised by Mrs. Pike. Like, that's not a good, you know, a good environment for any child to be raised by. But I just, I don't understand why people are so, you know, are so, so hard on Sawyer, it was Jack who killed Juliet not too long ago. And not too many people, you know, were that hard on Jack as hard as they are on Sawyer. Sawyer didn't realize what he was doing, and he thought he was doing what was best. And most people would have reacted the same way as him on that island. And I, I'm sorry to say it that way, but it is 
Truly, so I'm going to defend him. Just because we have been watching it from Jack's perspective for several weeks, Sawyer hasn't. Sawyer hasn't had the enlightenment, you know, experience from Jacob and Hurley and the lighthouse that Jack has had. So from his perspective, he did what was right. He has been doing what was what he thought was right since the very beginning of this season. And I'm I'm sorry that other people don't feel that way. And I also feel sorry for Sawyer because guess what? He just saw one of his best friends die. Okay, Jen really I mean they have become very close and people I'm sorry, forget Melanie. that. Um, and I'm sorry you. for getting just so impassioned about this. It's just that I, I, I'm very defensive of Sawyer and really? I I mean I'm not, you know, this He's, I've gone back and forth with him, but I really, truly believe that he is trying to be a good person. And when people are, when people are blaming him for everything, that he would have had no idea what the consequences of were. You know, things that he had no idea what the consequences of. You know, um, Jack, you know, failed to push the button back in, you know, season one, season two. And people forget this. And just because nobody died, it doesn't make it wrong. And I'm sorry for, you know, taking up too much of your time. I really do, and I know you'll probably cut this cliff. But um, also, I just want to... <laughs> and she says that. Of course, it runs out because you right, only get five minutes. Right. You only we get five minutes. Off, I did not so. cut her off. But uh, hold on, hold on, because she, she called again. Wait, someone in the chat room is commenting on my hand motions. That's because we had a kid walk in the door, and I'm trying to, like, shoo our kid out without actually having to speak. But I have to tell Melanie, I'm not laughing at you. No, we're laughing at the chat room. I'm laughing at the chat room, because it really was quite hilarious. Do you guys remember when Britney Spears was, you know, she was having some really bad times? Yes. And there was this whole, you, or I don't know if it was the YouTube thing or whatever, but it, it's like, leave Britney alone. <laughs> and so you, we've got James in Tennessee out there. Leave Sawyer alone. <laughs> so that's what we were laughing at. It was, it was kind of funny. But uh, anyway, Melanie, obviously you are a huge Lost fan to be so impassioned and and so passionate about this topic. Honestly, I could care less about Sawyer I, one way or the other. And, and, to, and, and the fact that I actually said, you know, he killed... You know, saw your killed son and Jen. I, to be honest, I could care less. I, I I just did that specifically for the purpose of just pushing some people's buttons. This and show, clearly he pushed yours. This show, I, I'm telling you, I'm here. There are four reasons why Stephanie and I do any podcast. For generally speaking, um, and, and in fact, I'm, I'm going to do this real quick. I want you to listen. Here's three of the reasons: entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. All right, but the 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 key one there is to induce passion. The the key one is to entertain. Right. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Yeah. We're just here to entertain. And if passion comes from that, well, then you know what? That is entertaining. <laughs> exactly. We're I, we were well entertained. Um, you know what? I think that it's important that you stick up for your favorite characters. I do, and Especially I respect when, that. And yeah. absolutely. And 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 she called back a second time. I'm sorry she, that I don't hold your same beliefs, though. Yeah, I mean we're all entitled to our own opinion. That's right. But I love this because she, you know, obviously the five minutes had oh, ran out. I know what I wanted to okay, say. Go though. ahead. I do. Um, I I understand what she is saying about how sorry you're not knowing from Jack's perspective and blah blah blah. But um, I love that and blah blah blah. You know all that <laughs> other crazy stuff. No. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> I know. Thanks. She was not enlightened. Um, yeah, Sawyer or has, he was not yeah, enlightened. Yeah, Sawyer is not enlightened. And, and Sawyer w- would have believed that, that Kate can be killed. Yes. Um, but I don't, I, I think that I still believe that Jack was right. And had they just let that, nobody would have died. Yeah. Well, actually, they all would have survived. I, I'm going to play one more. I'm going to play Go one ahead. more call from Melanie because it's even funnier than the first call. It's oh my only, goodness. It's only 21 seconds, but I, I think it's very it's important. I'm so first. glad she called back the second time to clear this one up Okay. because I, I was going to invite her to the party, but now I'm definitely going to invite her to the party because the only thing is, is remember, well, I'll tell you what, I'll do this. Um, I was, I was going to invite her to the party. I said, listen, you know, Melanie from Ohio. Ohio is right. not too far from no, Kentucky. I was just in Ohio. So like an hour ago. Exactly. And so I was going to say, you know, maybe we should invite somebody who's so passionate about loss to right. come to the loss party. But then I remembered what I said in the podcast. I said, listen, if you're if anybody out there, if you like Sawyer, chances are you're probably on Team Jacob. And I'm like, <laughs> so just assuming that she yeah, likes right. Sawyer so much that it's like, do we really want to invite somebody who's Team Jacob? Okay, go ahead. So here's, so here's she did so- call back to clear that up. Hey guys, I got cut off. I know I'm rambling on too long, but I just wanted to add a very final thing. I just want it on record. I am not a Team Jacob person. Okay, just going on record there. And I do love your podcast. I was just a little upset, and sorry I rambled on too long. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> well, you know what? She can come now. She, you, you are, you are now officially invited I can personally. Accept. We can accept we can accept a Sawyer fan. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, and we will make And I have very many friends who I love whom are team Jacob. Yeah, it, it, we don't understand why and we pray for them daily. Uh, <laughs> it, you know that they will come to see the light of how much of a right. stinking dog he is. <laughs> okay. But that's for a whole nother book that whole, you refuse to continue into. So there are for a whole nother podcast <laughs> and a book that you refuse to continue. I don't refuse. I said, I just needed a little break. You've had a little break. Oh, give me my hiatus. Come on. I did. Now Look at I'm me. Starting to we have, frustrated. Oh, whatever. Anyway, folks, check out twilight saga podcast.com. Although there are no new episodes because Cliff won't move oh, on. Oh, come on. Would you stop it? <laughs> nope. <sighs> anyway, so moving right along, let's move on to our next thing. Melanie, please don't hate us. You know, please. we we are just having fun here. All right. Mo, so let's see here. Okay. So I might, I might give in to the idea. I might give in to the idea that perhaps Sawyer did not uh, kill Sun and Jin, but Hurley did. But Hurley did. Hurley did. I'm convinced without a shadow of a doubt that Hurley killed Sun and Jin. Do you do you want to know how? Well, I'm kind of shocked because I thought everybody loves Hugo. Well, in, that's in the alternate timeline. So, what's your problem, dude? Uh, okay, so here's the deal. So, I was I was perusing the GSPN.TV community forum. I'm still under the impression that the bomb that Flock put on the submarine killed them. Uh-uh. Remember, Jack said that if we do not ma- right. dismantle this bomb, if this bomb was to go off without us touching it, right. then it would have been uh, it would have been schmock that that actually caused the to kill everybody. Right. But that's against the rules. Smock putting the bomb on the sub cannot go off because he is not able to kill them. Right. It's removing the wires or trying right. to dismantle it Which that would so kill you them. Did. So how are you blaming that it's on Hugo? It's Hurley's 
fault. Okay. Because he didn't back Jack up. Listen to this. All right. So I I, I went to the form and I'm oh, going to hear it in the, the deal. notes. It is in the notes. So bad badger in our form. He, he goes by badger or she. I'm not sure which. But anyway, badger pointed this out. The first aid box that Hurley was looking for in the sum was sub was right next to Frank and the captain of the sub. So so Hurley's looking all over for this for the uh, first aid kit. It was right there. And then but they were in different sections. No, listen. And then Casey Bob writes this. I noticed that the first aid, I noticed the first aid kit too and thought how sad it was that Hurley missed it. He ha- had, he found the first aid kit. Jack would have never found the bomb in his backpack and Sawyer would have never caused it to go off. And since Sawyer who caused it, Sawyer who caused it since men in black can't harm them, the rest would have been saved. Darn that Hurley. I, I'm you have to go back and watch it. Again. I'll have to go back and watch it again. I am because they took Kate to a different part of the sub and like when when the bomb exploded, they were not in the same place that the captain and Lapidus were. You might be so right. I did not did, do any fact checking at all, but I just thought it would make for an interesting theory. Well, and I'm gonna, now I like want to go back and check right now because Lapidus was running to where everyone else was when the door flew off and knocked him out hmm. and killed him. Like, well, they're having a whole conversation about this in the forum. Well, I'll have to check it out. All right. So here, here's what I'll say to Badger and to who did I say did that Badger and uh, Casey Bob. Mm-hmm. I will say to them. It's an interesting theory. And Stephanie would like to say. Ah. Then your theory is wrong. But that's not what I said. I said I'll have to see it again. <laughs> you, I just said you, you would are getting to. me in trouble, and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Bob, get the phone Faith's number. Thoughts to, on Jen and Son forgetting about their daughter. All right. Well, here's the deal. If you guys want to leave feedback for why Stephanie would want to tell, no, just kidding. <laughs> all right. Faith's thoughts on Son and Jen for, forgetting about Jiyong. Jiyong. Uh, anyway, Stephanie Reed. Okay. There are many who've complained about the deaths of Jen and Son, criticizing the writers for not having either of them think of their daughter. How do you say her name? Jiyoung. 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 Okay. Jiyoung. Anyway. Whatever. But I would like to defend the situation. I think they were both thinking, thinking of her. Jen was thinking he couldn't leave his wife, the mother of his daughter, to die alone in this place, never to see her daughter again. Son was thinking that she needed Jen to leave so that he could be with their daughter. The thing is, though, that neither could guarantee that Jen would be able to get off the island. And I think in the final moments, they both realized that the only guarantee that they could the only guarantee that they could be together forever and that Gian was safe with son's parents far away from the island. There you go. I, I'm very good faith. I agree, Faith. Absolutely. There you go. All right, Fred from Long Island. I think I, it would have completely ah. changed it would have completely changed my view of Jen had he left her in that moment. Yeah. It would have. It, yeah. I mean, it I, seriously would have. Here's the deal. The the thought that that Jean Gian, anyway, is safe and well 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 cared for off the island all that stuff um certainly you know that that's one thing and then right. of course i could not imagine son being left by Jin. no you know I, that, I, I that just, would have been wrong for their story i think so i think so the the one thing is and and in, in here i want i want to play this little clip here 
Uh, the one thing that I found interesting is that here they're left alone. Nobody else to to hear them, nothing at all. And knowing how much um, the producers understand how much I dislike watching subtitles, they did this just for me. Go. No. Save yourself. I'm going to get you out of here. Notice what's missing, right? They're speaking English. They're speaking English. Go. I know. I noticed. Go. I'll get her free. Excuse no. Me. We can do this. Just go. Say Sawyer. Take this. I can get him out without it. No. You can't, Jack. Just go. Go. Jen. You have to go. No. I can do this. No. No, you can't. Please go. I won't leave you. I'm gonna get you out of here. Please go. I love you, son. I love you. So they're asking, why didn't they speak English? And I and I think 803er in our chat room has the best answer. Subtitles are not waterproof. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> it really is. Anyway, I want to say a special thank you to the writers of the show, the producers, directors for taking out the subtitles and letting us hear them in English. Thank you. Very, very cool stuff. All right. So moving right along to Fred from Long Island. Hi, it's Fred from Long Island calling for the Lost Podcast, and I just want to weigh in on the question of what answers will we find out by the end of the uh, finale. And, uh, you know, it's been discussed a lot that we're not going to get answers to everything, but beyond that, I think we need to consider what answers we could reasonably expect from the show and by that I mean I understand when they say they're not going to answer everything I don't think they're going to be able to tell us whether our lives are uh, based on fate or whether they are based on our decisions or whether it's a combination of both Uh, I think that's in the area of questions we like to explore and and talk about not necessarily going to know for sure Um, now there's another set of questions which the writers themselves have raised uh, and I, one of the glaring ones to me is what do the numbers mean? This seemed to be a big question in the first two or three seasons and whatever that first lost experience was when they went crazy telling us about the Valenzetti equation that's a, that's a big one to me that you know when they were going along in, in later seasons saying oh you know the numbers, I mean, they were just sort of put in there as sort of like an Easter egg. We're not really going to explain those. That to me, and I don't know if they are going to give us a better explanation than that. Um, that's very disappointing to me. But questions in, in that sort of vein, you know, things they bring up uh, as, as a consequence of writing the show, not necessarily one of the big picture questions, those I would like to see answers, uh, you know, how does electromagnetism tie into all this? Uh, what is the island in, in the most general terms? In other words, why is it the focal point for so much of this? Those questions I would like to see answered. 
Uh, and then other things that, that would be nice to know along the way, I mean, you can, you can pick those yourselves. You know, so those are sort of the optional questions uh, that maybe we're going to see. So three categories being never going to know the answer, nice to talk about it, uh, definitely would like to know the answer, uh, that's category two, and then category three is just throw us a few extra ones in there for, for good measure. Uh, and I think Thomas falls into that category for Cliff, of course. <laughs> anyway, nice to hear you as always, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All I care about is Thomas. Just kidding. All right, uh, Fred, very very good uh, thoughts there regarding the question. Certainly, I believe we're going to find the reason why the island is so darn important. I don't think personally that we're going to find out what, you know, why exactly the electromagnetism does what it does. Uh, but that'd be interesting to know just for the fun of it. I think that would be category three for me. Uh, and, and the big deal about the numbers, I really honestly think that uh, they feel probably that they've given us a good enough answer with simply giving us the, uh, the, the fact that they correlate to the people's name on a list. I, I don't like that, but that seemingly is the answer to that question, and, and I'm not happy with it. Right. Stephanie, anything else regarding questions and what answers you're wanting for from them, or are you just going to be satisfied with whatever they give us? No, I think, I, I, I think I've made it very clear that I've stopped expecting things at this point. Um, I am enjoying it for what they're giving me. Right. I know they're not going to answer everything. Um, I love that I think they're going to leave a lot of it open to interpretation. I love that fact, too. And um, I love the fact you that hear if- a little bit of that when in, in the interview with the with um, Neil that we talked about was that, you know, a lot of this will be open to interpretation and talked about how you and I are such different lost viewers that we love lost for different reasons. And so even though we are. Are, are married, we can still both come away with our own separate interpretation of how they ended. And, and I love that. I, I, I want to be able to argue for my case, you know, right. and, and I don't want it to be so wrapped up tight to where somebody can say, ha, I was right all along, unless it's Thomas. <laughs> oh boy, if it's Thomas, nobody's going to ever hear the end of it. Not, people will just stop listening. They right? will hear the end of it because people will stop listening. <laughs> they probably will. And I'll stop recording with you. <laughs> nice. All right. So, hey, we're going to move on to the next caller here. Unfortunately, I didn't write down his name because I unfortunately couldn't catch it. Uh, you'll hear it's kind of like just okay. quickly said there at the beginning. But anyway, here comes his thoughts. Yeah, hi, my name is Anthony Ross. I called uh, previously at a drop call. But anyway, my calls is regarding... Uh, lost episode 14, The Candidate. I just like to say, I think this was one of the better episodes, but definitely one of the saddest episodes. And I do believe Saeed has gained some sort of redemption, finally. Uh, he is not all evil, as everyone has suspected, especially after episode Sundown. And it was sad to see... Uh, that short-lived reunion, you know, of uh, Jen and son turned into a, you know, final Titanic death scene kind of deal, which was uh, very sad. And uh, I don't know what else they have in store, but I heard there's more deaths to come. 
And if this is any indication of what's going to happen now, I'm already starting to cry right now. But uh, I look forward to hearing you guys' feedback on this episode. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much for giving us a call. And I apologize that I didn't hear your, your first name in there. Uh, and, and hopefully you'll call back again for the uh, remaining episodes. Absolutely. And I agree. I have to say it was very Titanic. It is very Titanic. Very Titanic. Exactly. Ah, painful. And, all right. So, Stephanie, I'm going to have you read a theory from Stephen in the UK. Let me go over there. All right. She is going over to our show notes right Steven. now. Do, 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 okay. Do, 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 and, and then bear with I'm going to move my mic. All right. Here we okay. go. She's moving the mic. Here All we right, go. Here we go. So here's my crackpot theory on how Smokey slash MIB will be destroyed. Wow. I'm just saying, wow, Stephen, you think about how he's going to be destroyed. All right. So I'm thinking about something I've been waiting for since season three when it was referenced in the DVD commentary for Man Behind the Curtain, The Volcano. Okay. And then Zoe, Woodmore scientist, arrives on the island, a geophysicist. And I thought, ah, it's coming together. The pieces are being placed. Of course, a cursory look into geophysics will tell you that... Um, Vulcan- Vulcan- Vulcanology. Okay. That sounds like something from Star Trek. I know it Just does. Saying. Um, is part of it. It's so, the study of Spock. Is it? It's the study of Spock's planet. <laughs> okay. Um, so my crackpot theory is based on Lord of the Rings. The ring was evil, right? Like MIB. Um, its, power, its power was all-consuming and all-corrupting. Sounds like Man in Black too. Um, so I thought about the ring and Mount Doom and the volcano on the island. So what if Man in Back slash Smokey has to be or can only be or will be destroyed in the volcano? Just like the ring can only be destroyed from the fires from whence it came. Perhaps the same applies to Man in Black um, that the molten core of the island can destroy the Smokey, this Smokey nemesis. Of course, I think if we have an eruption of the volcano, this will also lead to the island sinking and be sunk totally in this merged, in quotes, timeline. I think someone like Gollum (laughs) died with the ring in the fires of Mount Doom will also have to sacrifice themselves to fulfill the destruction of Smokey, Stephen. There we go. That, what, that's that's quite a theory there. I Stephen. had forgotten all about the the volcano, and so I think this is going to definitely earn this sound clip. It's an interesting theory. Absolutely, I like it. Check you out. All right, so we're going to move right along because we really need to get to this interview here. But yep. here is a call from Christina, and here's the button. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is for the Lost Podcast. This is Christina calling in again from Minnesota think I've collected myself enough to give some response. What an emotionally gut-wrenching episode. I was so happy, although sad, that Saeed redeemed himself, even though I never believed him to be truly gone. I was glad that Claire wasn't on the sub because I knew, and we all knew, that John was, that the man in Locke was trying to kill them and now claire knows it so what will she do but oh my gosh Jin and son 
Last time they're reunited and now they're gone and it was Charlie all over. I'll admit I was sobbing and I still choked up to think about it and then I was um I pulled myself together and Hurley started crying and I'm like, Okay, I've gotta call into the podcast and keep myself collected but what an emotional moment. This is why I love this show, even though I'm so pained that they're gone. But the relationships between these characters are so deep and so beautiful. That's why I love this show. So even though I'm really upset, saddened, although not surprised that they're gone, I I was also touched, just like I found Charlie's death so moving. I found their death moving and that's why I love the show and found it so heartbreakingly beautiful. Love to hear what you thought. And I look forward to the podcast. Bye-bye. Christina, thank you very much for calling in your thoughts. And, uh, you know, Stephanie obviously is probably a bit more emotional than I was about that. I thought it was done well. It was done very well. I mean, minus the slight Titanic, Titanic which I'm honestly tired of, of saying, but, um, but, but it was done well. And I had a few stray tears until Hurley started crying. Uh, when Hurley was crying, that it was impossible to not yeah. feel that. And I, and I agree with her that these characters, their relationships are now so deep that, you know, it, it hurts. Absolutely. And I think our relationships to them, you know, are, are just as deep. I'm looking for a clip here. Hear yeah, uh, I did. That, that our relationships to the characters are just as deep. Yeah. Here, so, I have an audio okay. clip for you right here. I couldn't find you. I couldn't find you. Is he okay? You got hit in the head pretty hard. He's breathing. Hit him in the head. Oh, what did you Music is beautiful. There you go. Hurley crying. Ah, that was, it was a moment. It was. It was definitely a moment. Okay. So Jack and Kate forever. Left a comment. Left a comment on lostpodcast.com. Yes. Okay. Wasn't the music box playing catch a falling star and put it in your pocket? Maybe Christian Shepard was trying to send Claire a message. Or was it in her head on the island because her dad sang it to her growing up? Exactly. And Sam in our chat room, by the way, was saying the same thing before we started yes. our show today. So what? that's very interesting. I do think that Christian Shepard, we, I, I personally don't think we've seen the last of him. Oh, no. I, think, I, I don't think so either. I think we might see him again. And I don't know anything from spoilers. So there you go. Well, hey, it is time for us to turn things over here, Stephanie, to our very awesome interview. And here's what I'm going to say about this. All right. If you uh, I'll tell you what. uh, Yeah. Well, first of all, before before I play the interview, uh, come to our lost party. GSPN.tv slash lost party. If you and by the way, if you know anybody out there that has access to 
press and 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 doing stories in broadcast either by radio, television, newspaper, whatever the case may be. We are looking for ways to help promote what's going on with our lost party here in Northern Kentucky and trying to get the word out. And uh, if you are thinking of coming, please do. Uh, We would love to have you join us. Uh, And of course, you can find out more details at gspn.tv slash lost party. Now, for those of you who don't like um, spoilers of any kind, and again, the only thing you're going to get from this interview is find number one, you'll find out who Neil Hopkins is. And number two, you are going to find out uh, that, you know, this person's character is coming back uh, in one of the final four and a half hours of this television. Four and a half hours. I know. And so if if that kind of thing bothers you, go ahead and shut things down now and maybe come back after the finale and hear this interview. But I want to say that it was a lot of fun doing it. And so here we go. Well, everybody, we are on the phone with none other than Neil Hopkins, who also is known as Charlie Pace's brother, Liam. <laughs> of course, no, I feel course. bad. I feel bad because because clearly he, ha- he has he his, has own, his own, character. own character, right? Liam, but Charlie being my favorite character, he is Charlie's brother. So, so Please accept my apologies. I actually think Charlie's my brother, but, you know, that's just a difference of perspective, I guess. <laughs> that's that, you're so right. So many people get upset because they're always like, for example, oh, it's Cliff's wife. It's like, no, no, I'm, I'm right. Stephanie I'm like, I'm Ravenscraft. Stephanie Ravenscraft. It's but like, yeah. So you're the guy who <laughs> plays Charlie's brother. No, I'm the guy who played Liam. All right. I, I don't mind any of that. You know, it's uh, it's all good. So here's here's the situation. You are making the circuit for interviews right now, Neil. Uh, and, and, and you can tell us because nobody ever listens to us. But does this mean <laughs> that we might be seeing you in an upcoming episode? It, it does mean that, yes. I, I'm unable to tell you which episode or episodes, but all I can tell you is that I will be making a return before the series is gone. I already assumed so because we saw you before. Right. They kind of set it up a little they bit. Did. They did. I don't think Cliff caught it the first time. You had to be really quick to catch that yeah. you were in the police station. Yeah, it was a really cool little thing that they did. It and I, I, I remember when I read the script, I thought, at first I was like, oh, wow, that's really tiny. And then I thought, you know, actually, this is really cool because it's the kind of thing where some people will catch it and some people won't. But then looking back, you'll probably go, oh, yeah. Right. And I think things like that in movies and television are awesome when they do that. What's it like for you to be on a roll on, on, on Lost? Is this different than any other show that you play in? Um, it's, it's definitely the biggest thing that I've done in terms of scale and, uh, not in terms necessarily the size of the part, but in terms of like the amount of eyes that get to see it, it's just nothing can compare to it, you know, and especially internationally, it's, it's just crazy. And I was just saying to somebody the other day, it's like, what other, on what other show can you be a guest star and be in only a handful of episodes and actually get inundated with, not, I wouldn't say inundated, but I do get a lot of fan mail from all over the world just for being associated with Lost. So it's, it's a very, it's a blessing for an actor. I mean, I think it's, it's something that doesn't come along very often. And uh, I am very grateful for it. And I think it's really exciting. Did you or did you not play a role in, in Lost where you were wearing a diaper? I did. It did. did. <laughs> How was that? It was, um, <laughs> it was a lot, it was, it was, it was a lot to take in. <laughs> I was, uh, when I, <laughs> When I first got the script, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. 
And um, what's funny is that there was actually a lot more to it than that. I thought it was really funny, um, and I thought it was a really good idea, but it's something that you would probably rather see somebody other than yourself doing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's nothing or few things more disturbing than seeing a grown man in a diaper, um, and especially dancing around with a pacifier inside of a gigantic crib <laughs> with several other grown men in diapers. So um, I, it was definitely a, something I had to look at with a very sort of keen sense of humor and just, I guess, block out the embarrassment factor. Because a lot of people, uh, you know, saw me dancing around in a diaper, which doesn't happen to a lot of actors. Not a lot of actors have to dress up in a diaper. But I guess if you have to do it, you want to do it on Lost. That's right. Well, I guess, so, I, I guess it's better than going bare bottom. Yeah, it is. Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. Maybe there's a little, there, there might be a little more dignity involved in full frontal nudity than yeah. in wearing a giant diaper. I say it would depend on the bottom. Right? Yeah, that's also, that's also true. But it's funny because, uh, and this is, a little-known fact, that uh, there was actually a lot more to the script. Not a lot more, but there was a whole other bit, and we actually shot it, too, but they mercifully cut it from that episode, Fire and Water, um, where I start just freaking out, and at one point I actually, in front of the, the director, you know, in, within the show, not the director of the actual episode of Lost, I, uh, I, I mess myself in my diaper. Oh, no. Purpose like just basically as an F you to them. And so uh, it was really, that was really hard. So coming into it, knowing I was going to have to do something as ridiculous as that, thank God they ended up cutting it. But uh, I just thought that was pretty out there. It was pretty out there. That is definitely pretty out there. Especially for like network television. So, uh, but it was funny. It was really funny. I mean, we shot probably six or seven takes of it and everybody on set was just cracking up and it was just ridiculous. But they ended up cutting it, thank God. <laughs> and at first when they cut it, I was like, well, wait a sec, where did it go? And then I was like, oh, you know what? That's probably the best favor they've ever done for me. Is there anything like from the show that you have as a memento? I mean, obviously, the, the, the props like the drive shaft ring or anything like that. But do you have any kind of personal mementos that you're allowed to, to take away from this show after, you know, after it's all done now? Well, actually, after the first episode I did in the first season... Um, there was a, a different wardrobe designer that was on it for the rest of the seasons, but um, she allowed me to keep these boots that I wore, um, my rock star boots, as I call them, and uh, they're really expensive, actually. And subsequently, I ended up bringing them back in all of my episodes, and so I ended up, you know, they they were just kind of they've there's something that has sort of been grafted onto me that I also bring back and wear as the character, so. So that's kind of cool. Um, those boots, I'll probably have those for the rest of my life. They're really nice boots. Um, but then there was a pair of glasses that I actually want back <laughs> that I brought uh, for that first episode. I wore these glasses in the episode uh, at the end where I'm cleaned up and I'm in Australia and I'm in the backyard with a sweater and a daughter in a sandbox and all that. And I had sunglasses and they liked the looks of them and the uh, props guy popped out the lenses. He asked me if, I, if, I, if he could. I said, yeah. And he put like clear lenses in, and they looked really cool. Um, but then they ended up, I forgot to ask for them back, and they ended up keeping them, and I never got them back. Yeah. So if I could get a memento back, it would be those. But I think those are lost forever. The singing scenes. Uh, you obviously were on the stage singing this song that so many people out there now, you know, hum in their head. You right. all, everybody. Yeah. Was that really you singing? No, it wasn't. Um, I am a singer. I actually have been singing my whole life, but I didn't get to sing on this because 
they typically what they do when they have songs like that is it's just way easier to just do playback. So they pre-record it with the musician that wrote the song. I think he's the one that actually his voice is on there. And um, they play it back in the concert scene, and you lip sync to it because otherwise, which is how they shoot music videos too. But at that by that point, they've already you know recorded the whole album. But I just lip sunk it and um, lip sunk it, lip sank it. I guess <laughs> lip sunk it. And I was kind of looking forward to getting to like record. I thought maybe I was going to get to record it afterwards in voiceover, but it, it didn't happen. So yeah, it's kind of funny that that's not even my voice, and it doesn't sound anything like my voice. That's a bummer. That is a bummer. It's a little bit of a bummer. Like yeah. it would have been a it would have been a nifty thing to be able to say, yeah, you know, that's my voice. Absolutely, but, it would. So what? Yeah. Now you said you are a singer. Um, what what's your what's your band? Well, I'm not in a band. I, I was in uh, <laughs> a less cool kind of singing in college, acapella. I was in oh, an acapella okay. group, and uh, we were. That's not we less were, cool. Yeah. Well, that's more cool. Depends on who you ask, I suppose. But they. Um, they, it was a band called The Naturals. I went to Holy Cross College in Worcester, Massachusetts, and uh, I uh, was in this acapella group called The Naturals, and there was probably like six of us, and we would do concerts every year, and uh, it, like parents' weekend, and then we would do, you know, concerts throughout the year at school. So I learned, you know, pretty well how to sing acapella, which is a really important thing to learn, actually, because you have to learn a lot about pitch and tone and tempo and all that kind of stuff when right. you're just relying on voices. So, but I'm not in a band. I'm not in a rock band. Gotcha. So. Are there any recordings from your past out there floating around, maybe on the internet? There, I don't know if they're on the internet, but I'm sure some guys that are in the group uh, have a recording here or there. We were never that organized, and so we never actually went into the studio and recorded anything. But uh, I'm sure there's some live recordings somewhere. So if I ever get famous enough that someone would go through the trouble to put that out there, I'm sure you'll hear it. So let me ask you, are you a fan of the, of the show itself? Yeah, I am. I am. It's a pretty. It's pretty hard not to be. So I mean, obviously, you you've been on. Well, you've up to this point, you've been in, I believe, four episodes. Yes. All right. So you've been in four episodes. The first episode you were in was the Moth, if I remember. That's right. Yeah. Right, it was right. episode yeah. seven in the first season. So you've you've been around since the beginning. Now, before you, when when in the process were you cast as Liam? When in the process of the show? Yeah, like, had the show already started airing by this time? No, no, uh, it, it hadn't, actually. I, I got the part, I guess it was the end of August 2004. I can't believe it was that long ago. But I got it, um, I think the show was going to be airing in, like, a, a month or so after that, maybe a month and a half. I can't remember when it aired. My episode, I think, ended up airing in November so it must have been sometime in September when it when it aired. But yeah, nothing had aired yet. I saw a bunch of bus ads and bench ads all around LA, you know, advertising it, and it was clearly something that they were putting a lot of money behind, and they were really trying to get out there. So I was excited about working on a show that you know J.J. Abrams was involved with and everything. But it hadn't aired yet, so I hadn't seen the pilot or anything. I didn't know what to think. So that's when I worked on the show, and then I guess about a month after I got off. The island. Um, that's when the first episode aired, and then when I saw the pilot, I was like, "Holy cow, this is awesome!" So you've watched from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I got a little behind after after my brother died. After season three, I got a little behind. I guess I was in a depression now, um, and then I recently got caught up in the last year. So. Okay, so you've been a part. There's only what four more hours of, of four lost, hours of, of lost left, right? And you're you're definitely a part of at least one of those four hours, if not more. 
So, and I recognize you're not allowed to tell us pretty much anything that that comes up in these episodes, and we're not going to try to get that out of we you. We don't want to know. We believe it or not, we don't want to. We know. don't. Right. We're spoiled. Yeah, t- I would imagine you know a true fan wouldn't really want to be spoiled. No, yeah. not at all. I think at this point, if I was spoiled, I'd be very upset with the person who spoiled me. Yeah, because I don't. I don't. I, that's why it puzzles me why people are so vehement about getting spoilers, getting their hands on spoilers. Because if they're really that into the show, why would they want to know? Exactly. Right. Well, the question I have for you is: What, as a fan of the show, not just as an actor in the show, but as a fan of the show, what is your favorite aspect of the show itself? Is it the mystery? And if it's the mystery, what 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 mystery most puzzles you or has kept you intrigued the longest? If it's the relationships. Heaven forbid why. And then hey. <laughs> just kidding. And, and what relationships are most interesting to you? Uh, wow. Okay. Well, the, I think what I find most interesting about the show in particular in the last two seasons is just, I love the whole time travel thing. Um, that's when the show really started to really grab me and I'm not a sci-fi geek at all, but I've actually, the way that they do it to me is so interesting and appealing. And it's not that I, I, dislike sci-fi, but I'm not, you know, I've never been a huge fan of it as a genre, but that has been really interesting, in particular the Flash Sideways, the whole idea of the alternate, you know, parallel universe, and the sort of gaps that, I, I, I guess when somebody in the new parallel universe is able to have this sense of deja vu that something else is going on in another time frame, but they don't know what it is, it's sort of this dreamlike thing, to me, dramatically, that's really fascinating. Um, in particular in, the, in this sixth season. Um, as a, a fan of it, I, and it's, I can't really separate myself being an actor and a fan, but I, I really want to know how Charlie's going to fit into this whole thing. And well, believe it or not, I don't know. Charlie's um, going to save it all. What's that? Charlie's going to save them all. Yeah. I really want to see what, I, I really would love to see, you know, what they had in mind bringing him back. Instead of just leaving him, you know, um, it's sort of closing that chapter. Because um, I guess they didn't necessarily have to when they, when they did, you know, the beginning of season six. I, I guess they didn't need to bring everybody back, did they? Not necessarily. I mean, they could have done whatever they wanted. So I'm very curious to see how he's going to fit into the ultimate mosaic, yeah. I guess. And just what the heck they're going to do in the last few episodes and how I'm just really curious. Because I know a little bit and piece here and there, that the average person doesn't know. It and you're ready have... to put that into like the whole story perspective? What's that? Like you're ready to put your little yeah, piece exactly. into the big because puzzle? I have this piece, but I honestly, because um, they got so top secret in the, especially the latter part of the sixth season that they really only gave me my part. So I don't know what the heck is going on in the rest of the episodes. That's got to so... be frustrating because th- th- this is the only show you've worked on, I imagine, that's like that, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it, I mean, there's no other show like Lost, really. You no, know? no. Yeah, so it is, it's, it's not frustrating as much as it is exciting. Like, it's just cool. You know, it's, yeah. it, to me, I think it's really cool. It's, it's cool to be on a show that I actually like and that I actually get goosebumps from, you know? It's, it's rare that you get to work on shows that you would actually watch of your own free will and volition. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You, end up, you end up being a lot, on a lot of TV shows that a lot of people watch, but not necessarily you. You know, and you watch it just to see your part or whatever, but... You know, with a show like Lost, it's very exciting to both be a part of it and be trying to figure out what the heck is going on. So, do you think the, this this guy named Thomas? Um, oh my goodness, gracious. Do you think he's going to be back in the finale? That you know, do you know who <laughs> Wait, Thomas is? 
Wait, refresh my memory. Just, just say no. <laughs> it's it, it's Claire's boyfriend. Remember the guy who had... Yes. The, so everybody believes he's a deadbeat dad. I'm just... This is a long, ongoing uh, inside joke because I had the, what got me started into lost podcasting and blogging and stuff about this TV show was my theory that Thomas was going to be the answer to everything. No, he's yeah. not. I love hearing everybody's individual theories. It's, yeah. it's so, it's, I, I don't really know. I don't know. I, I, and I should tell you that I'm a couple episodes behind too. So I don't want to get, I'm trying not to get too many spoilers about the last two episodes. Um, well, you won't hear anything. We won't mention we, anything. No, then. not okay. at all. Okay. I just had to warn. I was going to warn you from the beginning, but I forgot. <laughs> We've had the opportunity to talk to a couple of different um, actors from the show. It's always an honor to get to talk to somebody like yourself. When you interact with other people on the set, uh, I've heard from other actors that it, it that it's kind of like this family, that it's it's a fun atmosphere, a community of people to work with. Is, do you have that same experience when you are on the set with, with some of the main ongoing characters of the show? Yeah, well, here's the thing. With my character, I have really worked primarily with Dominic Monaghan. And it's always been, you know, if you isolate my stuff, I'm not really working with Jack and Hurley and Sawyer. I did work with Sawyer very briefly in, in Recon, but, you know, I'm not working with the main cast. I, I have met a lot of them, and I have, like, been on set, and I have, you know, I guess been around them while they're working and that kind of thing, but I haven't gotten to work as much as I would have liked to have with the rest of the cast. But from what I've seen, I mean, I think everybody loves being on set, and I do think that it's a very fun atmosphere and i mean i think everybody is extremely grateful that they're on the show that they're on that everybody's talking about and everybody's driving them crazy bugging them for answers and all these things i i I think you can't help but smile when you're on a when you're on a set like that you know especially as it's coming to an end you start to appreciate that wow this may not come along because that's that's the thing you got to think for all a lot of these main actors they may never work on something as good again not to say they won't they won't but it's possible that they might not work on something that's as fun or as interesting right. or intriguing as Lost with such a big ensemble cast of great actors, you know? It's, it's a huge cast for it a is. TV show, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, and here's the deal. I mean, this, this show, it is going to be so sad to see the yeah. show go away. Of course, you know, I go into every episode now completely detached from all of the main characters because I think everyone's expendable at this point. Yep. And yeah. so, so I have this level of, of detachment now that, that I didn't have, you know, back when my beloved Charlie died <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and that, that was, that was painful for me. I think that was probably a learning point for me too on, you know, on not, not get, yeah, not getting too attached to these TV characters. See, you're learning life lessons just by watching an ABC I know. So you really, you really owe them a lot. <laughs> I, I really no. So you have no idea how much we actually owe this show because it's completely changed our lives. In well, I'm sure they'll send you a bill at the every end. Way. <laughs> they, they might. They, yeah. I mean, they might. Yeah. What are you going to do when Lost is over? What are you? Are you guys still going to do the podcast? Well, here's the situation. Uh, that's a, we have a lot of people who ask us that. And, and obviously, uh, with 2,100 episodes and only 254 of them are our Lost podcast, we have other ongoing podcasts that we produce. So we're, we're going to definitely focus a lot more on our other shows. But Lost, we have, we have a who desire. Says Lost have to, yeah, it doesn't have to die just because... 
the show is not making new episodes. Well, and I have, a, I have a pretty strong feeling that they're going to leave enough things unanswered that it won't die. Absolutely. <laughs> that's the smart way to do it. Is it is. You tie up all the loose ends and there's nothing left really to talk about. That's right. Except how disappointed you are that this happened or that happened or whatever. But if you leave a lot of things open to interpretation, which they're so brilliant at doing, then you keep it alive. You keep the debate and the discussion and the mystery and the theories going. Lost actors are hard to come by while the show is on and being produced. And of yeah. course, everybody's kind of got their, you know, by contract, they've got their mouths closed tight. Uh, but uh, I, I would imagine that over the next uh, 24 months, we might be able to get most of the ca- characters uh, from the show, all those actors in here for interviews and, and they'll be able to talk freely about everything. Oh, that'll be really cool, especially if you get people that were in it from the beginning, just to get their perspective of what they knew and what you know, maybe what Damon or Carlton told him in confidence way back when, or right. you know, that would be really interesting to hear all that. Exactly. So, so I don't know any of that. <laughs> so have you, have you interacted with Damon and Carlton at all? Um, I, very little. I, it's funny. I actually did the second thing I did when I moved to uh, Los Angeles on television was uh, a thing on crossing Jordan mm-hmm. and they were trying to do a spinoff called sunset division that was going to start Jerry O'Connell and I got cast as uh, one of two, like, kind of scumbag, like, young upstart people who were con artists. I can't even remember what the plot was, but uh, Damon Lindelof wrote that episode and cast me in that, in that part. And at the time, I didn't know who he was, but we hung out. It was really funny. We shot at this place called Ivar, which is a club down in, in Hollywood, and we were there pretty much all day shooting this party scene at this club. And we hung out, me and this guy, Hank Dittman, who played the other guy, and then Damon Lindelof hung out the whole day and just, you know, shot the breeze about our likes and dislikes and what we were into and sense of humor and all that. And we had a lot of the same taste. He was really into Mr. Show. We ended up talking about the show, Mr. Show. I don't know if you guys know that, Mr. Show with Bob and David. You know that? No. I'm not familiar with that one. I was on HBO in the mid to late 90s. It was a sketch comedy show. It was kind of like Monty Python meets Saturday Night Live type thing. Oh. But anyways, um, he was really into that. We were into that. So I knew him from that. Um, and then Carlton I didn't know, but I actually one time, I can't remember which episode I was shooting, but I flew back on the plane, and we actually sat next to each other. So we talked for a little bit. Um, but he was busy giving notes on the upcoming episode and everything. So we didn't get to talk that much. So that kind of is the extent of my interaction with them. I've, I've almost never been on the set when they're there, you know, because it just didn't time out that way. But they're really, they, they both seem like really cool, really nice guys and just on top of the world right now, for sure. So are there any big plans for the cast and, and the extended cast to come together and, and have big parties or anything like that for the celebration of the end of this thing? I, you know, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Uh, I, I don't know to what degree the guest stars and stuff like that would actually get invited to something like that or if they would just invite the main cast. I really don't know. It would be cool if they did, but um, most of the events that they have, uh, rap parties and such, are going to be for the, the primary cast. And the show has evolved so much since Charlie died that it's my, you know, my role on it is not as significant as it maybe was years ago so i just i don't know if i would if i would go along or be invited to any of those things but um like i said it would be great if, if uh something like that happened because it would just be fun to see everybody all together you know sure absolutely 
Well, I'll tell you what. Stephanie and I are throwing a party here for GSPN.TV on Sunday, May 23rd. Uh, at the Hilton Hotel in uh, Cincinnati Airport. And we would love to invite you if you want to come out. Uh, We have people coming from Belgium, all over the United States, just to watch this party to get, I mean, to watch this finale together. So uh, I'd be happy to pay for your hotel room and and your dinner and everything if you want to come out to the party and hang out with the most diehard Lost fans in the world. My God, I guess so. Wow, well, thank you. That's a very generous offer. I appreciate that. Um, I'll have to get back to you because I'm actually shooting a movie in the beginning of June, and I just heard last week that they might start shooting at the last week of of May. So I don't know yet. I should find out probably by next week. But that would that that's a very nice offer. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. The offer's open, and of course, I know that your uh, manager... Uh, has my assistance information. So if if you are interested, just let me know and I'll have her just send a reminder just in case you are interested. But hey, tell us some of the other things you are working on so that folks out there who are fans of Liam Pace, they can, they can know where you're at, what you're working on and where to look for you. Well, I just, uh, in the fall, I shot a movie called Losing Control, which is a really funny romantic comedy. I think it's going to be really funny. We'll see when it comes out. It should be. It's called Losing Control. It was written and directed by this woman, Valerie Weiss. I'm not sure when it comes out. It's either late 2010 or early 2011. Um, and then I just uh, last month finished shooting this uh, movie called Skyline, which is directed by the Strauss brothers. And uh, they uh, are like special effects wizards. They have a special effects house called Hydraulics in Santa Monica that's worked on everything from Benjamin Button to Avatar. These guys are just geniuses, these two brothers. And they're really getting into directing, and this is one of their, one of their first features. They did Alien vs. Predator I think was their other feature did a lot of music videos but now they're getting into sci-fi slash thriller type movies and this is going to be a really cool film where they shot it kind of low budget but it's going to look like a 300 million dollar movie because they're such geniuses with the special effects so uh, Donald Faison from Scrubs is in that and Eric Balfour from Six Feet Under I'm in it and uh, not sure again when it's coming out but just finished that and uh, going to be doing another movie called Off Road um, like I said, it's either going to start end of May or beginning of June. If people wanted to follow you online, do you have like a fan website, anything like that? I that- do. You go to Neil Hopkins, N-E-I-L, Hopkins.info. Not .com, .info. .com is another guy, another Neil Hopkins. Excellent. So, yeah, you can check out. I've got clips of my work. I've got links to my artwork. I've got uh, some comedy sketches and some all sorts of stuff. Neil, it's been a huge pleasure and and sincerely an honor to have you come on, and I I really appreciate you you taking the time. Thank you. It was my pleasure. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, I'll get back to you about the the party. Sounds great. Very good. Awesome. Well, Stephanie, that was the interview with Neil. What an honor it was to get to talk to him, and wouldn't it be cool if he actually does come to the Lost Party? Seriously, it would be really cool. That would be awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, we are way over an hour now, so we're going to go real quickly into what's coming up on Lost. Don't you want to know? This is Lost Away Bonnie with your preview of next week's episode. Lost Season 6, Episode 15 is called Across the Sea and will air this Tuesday at 9 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads, The motives of John Locke are finally explained. 
I've heard that this is going to be the best episode of the series. It centers on Jacob and Man in Black and doesn't have anyone from the main cast in it. I expect a lot of answers as we learn about these two. For more information on Lost Season 6, Episode 15, Across the Sea, visit lost.about.com for my previews and photos. This is Bonnie Koval for GSPN's Weekly Lost Podcast and lost.about.com. Well, there we go. That is what's coming up next week on Lost. And wow, that sounds like an awesome episode. The episode that I've been waiting for. Sure it does. Stephanie wasn't listening at all, but I, I listened. Yeah, I can't, I, I, I just can't make myself listen. I want, I really want to go without knowing what's going to happen. Right. Well, anyway, folks, we do want to invite you. You want to know? No, I don't want to know. No, you don't want to know. All right. Well, hey, again, special thank you to Neil Hopkins for uh, coming on to our show, doing what uh, such a wonderful you interview. Know, it was funny after we did the interview with him on Wednesday. Then I sat down to watch um, another show, and he popped up there, and I was like, "How funny is that? I just talked to him." And that was uh, charmed. He was charmed. He played yeah. a demon. He played a demon. Anyway, very cool. All right, folks. So, again, we hope to see you at the Lost Party. If you can't make it to the Lost Party, you know, hey, enjoy Lost wherever you can with a group of friends because that's the way to enjoy the finale of the most awesome TV series in the world. Absolutely. Hey, everybody, uh, check out some of our other shows at gspn.tv. You might want to check out familyfromtheheart.com. We mentioned also twilightsagapodcast.com. We have a ton of shows at gspn.tv. In fact, we have now released more than 2,100 episodes of podcasting content over the last five years. So lots and lots of content. If you've only listened to the Weekly Lost Podcast, we encourage you to check out some of our other shows. And of course, you want to know our phone number? You can give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week on our voicemail hotline. The phone number is 859 795 Four zero six seven. Again, the phone number is 859-795-4067. And of course, if you want to talk about Lost until, you're, uh, until your fingers are tired of typing about it, head over to gspn.tv slash forum. There's a whole lot of other people out there that love Lost, and it's a very fun place to interact with others. No flaming ever happens in our forum. It is a it is like family and not to mention the fact that we don't just talk about lost there's lots of other sections of our forum as well. Anyway, until next time everybody join the community and stay, stay lost. lost.